Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sub Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sub Podcast is your bi-weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about Elizabeth Warren. A lot of impeachment shit. And Hong Kong. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Are you ready? I'm ready. So much is happening. I know. It's hard to keep up with it, but like, it's. we were just talking before. I was talking with Amanda about how like, there's so many weeks, or not so many weeks, but like every once in a while, there's a, we're a podcast day, and we're like, what should we talk about? What should we talk about? And it's like, we know what we're talking about basically every day now. I mean, this is the first impeachment that the Betcha Sup is reporting on ever. Mm-hmm. You know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they've all been through an yeah. impeachment before. Mm-hmm. Multiple. Sometimes multiple. Mm-hmm. We ourselves have never have never had to report an impeachment. So this yeah. is like a really big deal for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's baby's first impeachment. <laughs> yes. Um, so Sammy, what's getting you through this week and what's soon to not be Trump's America? Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> don't jinx it, Brian. Oh God, we were just talking about jinxing and, and I'm I, jinxing everything. I don't believe in jinx, but yeah. you know, you do. So. <laughs> okay, so the thing that's getting me through the week is we have two pretty interesting Elizabeth Warren stories. One more serious and the second just like little cutie story. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is that Elizabeth Warren is picking a fight with none other than the inventor of face mash, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. So the other day. But would you say it's the other way around? What? Zuckerberg's picking a fight with her. Um, She, she it didn't have to get like broad. That's true. Well, That's true. You guys be, you guys be the judges yeah. of who's picking the fight with whom. Mm-hmm. Whom. Okay, so The Verge obtained two hours of leaked audio from open meetings uh, between Mark Zuckerberg and his employees over the summer at Facebook. And in these meetings, Zuckerberg blasts Elizabeth Warren for her plans to break up big tech and vowed to sue the government if she becomes president or fight any sort of lawsuit or, you know, antitrust Mm -hmm. thing that she would bring upon them. So let's just play the clip of him because no one can say it better than little Zuck thinks that the right answer is to break up the companies, um, you know, I mean, if she gets elected president, then I would, I would bet that we will have a legal challenge, and I would bet that we will win the legal challenge. So it's, so it's, um, so basically, it's, uh, and, um, get it out. So I, I, does that still suck for us? Yeah. I mean, I don't have to, you know, have a major lawsuit against our own government. I mean, that's not like the position that you want to be in when you're, you know, I mean, it's like we, we care about our country and like want to work with our government to do good things. And um, but but look, at the end of the day, if someone's going to try to threaten something that existential, you go to the mat and you fight. I love how he acts like he's some like innocent little little man fighting the government. Like he's like, oh, I'm just a poor farmer farming my trolls. <laughs> like what is what is he is he kidding? Like oh, you know, you know when the big the big man tries to threaten you. I, look, you're the big man. I know you had the opportunity to to make changes within Facebook so, so that would protect people's privacy rights that would prevent foreign propaganda from from affecting our democratic Mm -hmm. elections and you chose not to do that in the name of profits Mm -hmm. so i just don't really understand what like he why he he can somehow like treat himself like he's the underdog here i feel like this is the reason why monopoly the board game was introduced to us as children so we could learn that monopolies are wrong except 
in Monopoly, you win by having the Monopoly. So it's actually quite a capitalist <laughs> game. <laughs> well, you're a, if you're a winner, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, but like, it's like they're going to have like, they're going to make like a bank. They're making like credit cards. They're, they're like a f- telecommunication. They have an Instagram, WhatsApp. It's like, you need to guys like need to scale down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I mean, he is even one of the, one of my favorite podcasts that's not our own is um, Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott mm-hmm. Galloway, who talk, they talk about the kind of the intersection between tech and media and politics. This is not Spawn. I just love it. Um, and they talk about this all the time. And one of the things that they talk about is how they're trying to change the name of Instagram and WhatsApp to be Instagram by Facebook and WhatsApp by Facebook to, so that they can then claim in this legal challenge he anticipates is coming that if you break it up, you're like destroying the brand. Even though like WhatsApp and Instagram are clearly very independent brands that people like way more than Facebook. Yeah. Like, I also feel like people are so unaware of that fact that they're the same company. Like we're obviously aware of it. People in tech are aware of it. But most people are not aware that they're spending their time on something that's owned by the same person. Right. It's true. I mean, that's why he bought them so that he would have more power. And then he wants to bind them as tightly together as he can so that you can't break them up or that the argument for breaking them up is weaker. Yeah. He then also like, sorry, he also like attacked um, Twitter saying he's like, that's why Twitter has such a tough time getting trolls off their website. And it's like, what? No, the reason all of these companies have such a tough time getting trolls off their website is because they don't want to devote resources to it. Yeah. If they wanted to devote the resources that they put towards targeting us with the exact same, the exact product that they know we will want, if they put those resources towards mm-hmm. getting trolls and illegitimate accounts off of these platforms, then there would not be trolls and illegitimate accounts. It's like you choose where you want to put your money if you if you own a company. Mm-hmm. So and they have a ton of profit. So it's not like they, yeah. they, it's not like there's nothing they can do about yeah. this. Okay, so Elizabeth Warren, part of her platform is that she thinks tech companies like Facebook and Amazon are so large that they're stifling competition and that they are doing a disservice to Americans by engaging in various practices, which we'll get into later. But I think that this was a reaction to the fact that her campaign paid for a billboard near a major transit station station in San Francisco, which read, break up big tech. So she responded to Zuckerberg's comment that it would suck if we had a, a legal challenge against our, our their own government. And she writes, what would suck is if we don't cor- fix a corrupt system that lets giant companies like Facebook engage in illegal anti-competitive practices, stomp on consumer privacy rights, and repeatedly fumble their responsibility to protect our democracy. Boom. I mean, where's the lie? There is none. Where's the lie? I don't have a problem with a company being very large, like in theory. Mm-hmm. The issue is that when those companies are irresponsible, to, to their consumers and then consumers are forced to use them because they are so large. Yeah, there is literally no, it's so hard to get off Facebook these days because you know, it's tied to so many other accounts. Like you use your Facebook profile to log into Spotify, um, and, and basically anything. And so it's like, it's it has really just, people become so dependent on it. And none of that was an accident. They did all that on purpose yeah. so that you can't get off of them so they can keep getting your Remember money. Cambridge Analytica, they were selling your private data Without your knowledge or consent. Right. So it's like, okay. So so, obviously you guys need to work on shit. Right. So Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth added, imagine Facebook and Instagram trying to outdo each other to protect your privacy and keep misinformation out of your feed instead of working together to sell your your data, inundate you with misinformation and undermine our election security. That's why we need to hashtag break up big tech. There you go. I mean, that's here. This is the thing. This This is the point she should continue hammering because I think that that is like, 
much more hopeful to Americans than like break up the companies because mm-hmm. I feel like Americans, they all think they're going to be the rich ones one day. They all think they're the next Mugs at Mark Zuckerberg. So if she keeps being like, we don't like them because they're so big, I think that will get a way worse reaction than this, which is like, imagine if they were competing to actually bring positive, positive things to the American oh. people. Yeah. Um, Liz had another amazing little moment, mm-hmm. which I felt was extremely on brand for her. And basically, her and her husband, Bruce Mann, sat down for an interview on CNN, which was their first joint interview of the campaign. And they talked about how they met and how they got to be married. And we will play the clip. That was a Sunday late afternoon. Uh, That's right, yeah. When we met. I wasn't completely in love with him until sometime mid-morning on Monday. He was in the row ahead of me, down at the other end of the row. And it was on Monday when I actually saw him in shorts and good looking <laughs> legs. And wow, yeah, that's when that's when I was all in. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. I was. She completely objectified me. It was in the fall, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched him teach a class, which I never done before. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in the back of the room while he's teaching, and when the class is all, he's taught a really good class, and students lots of interactions. Students ask some questions afterwards. They all leave. And he walks back in this big, empty classroom. He looks down at me and he says, well, what did you think? And I said, great, will you marry me? And he said, yes. Yes, and that was it. That was it. That's right, yeah. That was it. Aw, that is nerd porn. I know. <laughs> Literally nerd I know. Before before that, he was taught. Before we played before earlier in the clip, he was like, "Oh, I fell in love with her immediately because she was so like the way she is. She's just very energetic and very passionate in what, how she was speaking. So that's why she said, "Oh, I didn't fall in love with him right away. It was the following Monday." You know, Liz waits for no man to propose. Yeah, I love that. That's so on brand. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> She's always been this person, which mm-hmm. makes me feel like she probably has fewer skeletons in her closet than say some other people who are running for president. Mm-hmm. Brian, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, we're pivoting. We're pivoting to impeachment because what else is there? You know? Um, There's Liz. Yeah. Well, oh, fun. So the. Yeah. So they just they just announced that the next debates um, in October, October uh, 15th, I believe, will be with the 12 candidates in one night. Guess who else? Guess who will be on vacation again? You? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Good for you. Thank you. Um, Okay. So yesterday, there was a bunch of press conferences. This week has been crazy. The first one was Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff. The second one was with President Trump and the Finnish president in the Oval Office. And the third one was a press conference with President Trump and the Finnish president. Um, So they were taking questions when the Reuters reporter Jeff Mason gave a master class in journalism during um, during the press conference yesterday. Which, I mean, like, he was just asking the question that should have been asked which i like i'm like it's everyone was like what a great question i'm like that's literally anyways i'll get to the question so you guys all hear it so i'll just play the clip and you guys can and then we'll talk about it look biden and his son are stone cold crooked and you know it his son walks out with millions of dollars the kid knows nothing you know it, and so do we. Go ahead, ask a question. The, the question, sir, was what did you want President Zelensky to do about Pres- Vice President Biden and his son, Hunter? Are you talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a follow-up of what I just asked listen, you, sir. Listen, you ready? 
We have the president of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you, which did was, you hear what me? did you want Did you hear me? Yes, Ask sir. him a question. I, I will. But I've my given you a long answer. Ask <laughs> this gentleman a question. Don't be rude. No, sir. I don't want to be rude. I just wanted you to have a chance to answer the question that I asked I've you. I've answered everything. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media that we have in this country. And I say, in many cases, the corrupt media, because you're corrupt. Much of the media in this country is not just fake, it's corrupt. And you have some very fine people, too. Great journalists, great reporters. But it, to a large extent, it's corrupt and it's fake. Ask the president of Finland a question, please. Uh, I, this is a, are you talking to me i know are you are you talking to me like yeah what are you who the fuck else would he be talking to like he didn't call ukraine yeah so the question was was like what did you ask the ukrainian president to do about the bidens and then he's just like oh the bidens are corrupt they're corrupt they're corrupt and he's like excuse me sir you didn't answer my question and that's when he's like are you talking to me right because he was because he couldn't think of what to say because he didn't want to answer because he didn't want to be like yeah i was asking for dirt on the bidens yeah because he didn't specifically even state that on the call. He was mm -hmm. just implying that. Mm -hmm. Well, what's interesting is like everyone keeps talking about this transcript and the whistleblower complaint. And the reason why, you know, Nancy Pelosi did and announced the impeachment inquiry before he did this is because he was doing one of those like those like gaggles in front of the helicopter. And he was like, I asked the president of Ukraine to look into the Bidens. And then he like, you know, it's like he said it. That's why she filed. the. He, he said it. And I feel like we keep not talking about the fact that he said it. Right. I mean, it's all so it's confusing because there's because he he like I imagine like a magician who like throws like those shits on the ground, like whatever. Yeah. Like, there's like smoke screens. Yeah. To make smoke. Yeah. So like, you're all just like, what are we talking about again? Like, and it's like there's that's what's happening right now with all the deflections and like, you know, shifty shift and all this shit. It's like it doesn't really matter because he already admitted to the crime. Um, the Finnish president. Well, actually, so one of the questions was actually directed at the Finnish president. Um, and then Trump took thought it was that for him and he started answering it. Finnish president was like, I think that was for me. He at one point he also said to Trump, "Mr. President, you have here a great democracy. Keep it going." Or like, "I hope you can keep it," which is hilarious. Um, I mean, it's just like so funny that like this Finnish president like just somehow is like, okay, right? I guess I guess I'm like the supporting actor in this one. Well, like, it's like last what? week it was. It's like every week he gets a new yeah guy to like kind of be his like his backup he's like it was in such a predicament because it's not it's not like you can cancel it because you need the U united states support but yeah. also like you all don't want to seem like you are in cahoots with this president so it's like such a, like a in fact odd... i feel like it like almost benefits the finnish president because yeah. he's like i like i don't know like it it sort of makes him seem better because you're like oh at least you don't have this guy i know <laughs> this like psychopath over yeah. here he again on that same press conference called himself a very stable genius mm -hmm. again. He was like, I have the best words again. Uh -huh. I all my thing, everything I say makes sense. It's like really it didn't pack the same punch the second time, but he's mm -mm. obviously desperate to find distractions. Like he, cause he knows like, Oh, if I call myself a very stable genius, like, people will just keep talking about how I said that. Well, he keeps saying like, people keep calling me a very stable genius. I'm like, you are the first person to ever say that about yourself. No one is saying that. <laughs> 
There was something talking about how unstable he was. Right. There was something else that he did that it was like you said. Like there was something else that he did recently like that, mm-hmm. where he's like a lot of people are saying, it, and it's like you said it <laughs> <about> yourself. <laughs> You're the one who's saying it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. It's so hard to keep track of everything, like you know, without a list of stuff. Yeah. Today's episode of the Betches Sup Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Yum. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. Easy just like me. (laughs) That's beautiful, Brian. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Which is all the time I have. Mm-hmm. I have places to be. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for everyone from family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Craft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit. So you know you'll get something delicious. I just got my HelloFresh box mm-hmm. in the mail. Did you get yours? Yeah, me too. I'm gluten-free and they accommodated me. That's beautiful. And it rhymed. I am lacy and the box accommodated me as well because I didn't I don't feel like walking all the way all the way to my bodega I'm not gonna do who has time for that I don't have time I've got 30 minutes yes okay and with HelloFresh I can make a meal in that time and be out and ready to go so for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh go to hellofresh.com slash sup 80 and enter sup 80. That's like receiving eight meals for free. Okay? So go to HelloFresh.com slash SUP80 to get your eight free meals. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Should we get into the main news, which mm-hmm. is just really more impeachment stuff? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah. So I mentioned this when I was getting into the last thing. So yesterday... Rep Adam Schiff and Speaker Nancy Pelosi held a press conference. Um, Pelosi made a point to highlight the work that they're doing in the House to govern and not just impeach. Um, she def- basically defending the attacks from the president uh, that they think they can't walk and chew gum at the same time because he keeps saying like, oh, they're impeaching me and not getting anything done. They don't care about anything. Meanwhile, they've passed so many bills that the Senate won't take up. You know, the Equality Act, uh, gun legislation, just to name a few. Um and election then, security <clears throat> election security the rest was basically a warning to trump that if he doesn't comply with subpoenas aka like the legal requirement and then they went on to say if he does not comply with subpoenas or hand over the documents that they're requesting the house will consider that obstruction of justice and add that to the long list of things that they're considering impeaching him for which was key in how nixon um was impeached because he refused to turn over incriminating info um, so trying to avoid impeachment will actually make impeachment more likely. You know, what's interesting. They keep being like, oh, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't turn over the stuff by tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's like in what world would Mitch McConnell wait for tomorrow? Yeah. Like it's all very like, you know, maybe they have a strategy. I do feel like maybe Nancy Pelosi understands the rest the average American better than let's say you or me Yeah. because, or because she obviously is trying to not give, not have this backfire. Yeah. And they keep being like, oh, you know, if you don't comply by this day, if this person doesn't come speak to us by this day, it's like, why don't we just like cut the shit Mm -hmm. and be like, we're going to 
just add this to the articles of impeachment. Like, it's not like this is the first time he's obstructed something. There's, we're about to go into. There's like so many several things yeah, that happen. And there's so many precedents because they haven't been complying with subpoenas. They have been exerting executive privilege where they have none. Um, and Corey Lewandowski. Corey, yeah, exactly. And he's the one that says I have no, no like right to be honest with the media. Um, or he doesn't I have also, to be honest. Yeah, with me. I also feel like. Schiff and Pelosi are saying things that they know will trigger him to make him sound crazier. Like they know that he'll go off about and tweet bullshit. You know what I mean? He literally did tweet. He that. literally tweeted bullshit, and then he wouldn't say jockstrap, which was really bizarre. Um, that was so weird. Which is also like a saying that I don't really hear too often. Jockstrap is straight up like fifties frat boy, where like. And Bingo. it has been <laughs> co-opted by the gay community. Thank you very much. Has it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have it's no like idea. It's like every gay owns a strap, jock strap. Really? At this point. I, I don't think so. I don't even know what a strap really is. It's like, it's basically, this is fun to explain to your boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like underwear without an ass part. So it has like a, a waistband. What does that achieve? Um, basically for a, a jock for a jock for like well, it's, it's, it's actual per, yeah it's <laughs> actual purpose is to avoid jock itch when you're playing sports okay so like that's what i was wondering which makes sense um because it it, it helps it makes a lot more sense in the gay community than it does in the athletic community. <laughs> i agree <laughs> um easy access <laughs> is he calling joe biden gay <laughs> I don't think he knows about We're athletic. Yeah, I don't think he knows about this. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> basically, okay, so basically, they the com- the House committees have not yet subpoenaed the White House, but they claim that they will do so if they don't turn over everything they're requesting by Friday. What are they requesting? They're requesting any documents related to President Trump's efforts to press Ukraine to investigate a leading political rival and any attempt to conceal his actions. So an example of that would be the actual transcript that they tried to classify as top, top secret mm-hmm. so that no one would find it. Kind yeah. of like putting it on a server yeah. where they're going to acid wash the yeah. transcripts between Trump yeah. and all his calls. I was, li- but Trump will claim that it's yoga and his daughter's wedding. Yeah, I was watching Hillary Clinton um, on some talk show. I've been watching her Rachel whole press tour last night. Um, no, it wasn't. La- it was. I haven't watched her on Rachel Maddow, but I watched her on Colbert and The View. Um, and uh, she was talking about how those servers were reserved for things like when they were trying to capture Osama bin Laden, ah. like top top. Highly classified material, sensitive material. Um, so nowhere Rudy Giuliani should be anywhere yeah. near. Um, and so they're basically, their message for Trump is, if you don't hand over the documents, we will assume that is because you are guilty. And we actually have a clip from the press conference. We are deeply concerned about uh, Secretary Pompeo's effort now to uh, potentially interfere with witnesses who, whose testimony is needed before our committee many of whom are mentioned in the whistleblower complaint. Um, And we want to make it abundantly clear that any effort by the secretary, by the president, or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. Uh, And more than that, we'll allow an adverse inference to be drawn as to the underlying facts, uh, that if they are going to prevent witnesses from coming forward, to testify on the allegations in the whistleblower complaint um, that will 
create an adverse uh, inference that uh, those allegations are in fact correct. Yeah. Like if you have nothing to hide, you would comply. I mean, it's inter- they've already tried to interfere in so many ways. They tried to stop the whistleblower complaint from mm-hmm. coming out. That's what Bill Twice. Barr is like here to do. Twice. It almost didn't come out. Exactly. So we keep talking about this guy, Adam Schiff, and just so you, and we're all aware of who he is. He is a Congress, a Democratic congressman who is the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. It's a big committee. It's a, a big an committee. One. Yeah, he's a former lawyer. He's very smart. Um, he's like the only one who has been like on top of this shit the whole time. And he, That's yeah, because he is little Adam shit. Yeah, and he's the Trump one once tweeted that he is little little l i d d l e. He also makes a lot of like dog whistle references to him being jewish uh, um basically he called he, he called him a, he called him a george soros puppet uh today oh is that a jewish reference oh, yeah God. And, and basically calling him shifty oh shifty i think that's like a cute name <laughs> yeah um so shifty he, like his frat bros call him shifty yeah he's the one who said that Mike, trump has no adam friends. schiff is the one that trump said mike couldn't carry mike pompeo's uh jock strap he calls him a sick man a low life um, and he also said that he should be arrested for treason or resign. And if he's arrested for treason, basically, that means he is put to death because that's the... Uh, we're also not in war right now with Ukraine or Russia. So it's like, how can you call well, him for treason? Well, on that same principle, then how can we call Trump a traitor? But he is. Yeah. I mean, if we declared war on Russia, which they're kind of doing to us. But anyways, so why is Trump freaking out over Schiff? Last week, Schiff read like a parody of Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian leader to highlight how much it sounded like a mob shakedown. The parody was lost on a lot of people, like especially the conservative media. Because they have no sense of humor. Um, And he did note that he was describing the call in quote unquote essence. He said it reads like a classic organized crime shakedown Um, and basically just kind of gave you the bullet points in a mobbish way. This is what Trump is harping on, claiming that Schiff read a fake version of which he should be arrested for treason. It does kind of bother me that Adam Schiff did this because it did give them a little bit of leverage. Like, I don't really fully understand why he thought it was a great idea to read to like make up. a pol- You know what I mean? I didn't. I mean, I, I, I would have to understand all the tweets or things around it. Yeah. I mean, this a lot of this is what the call was. This is a bullet point list of the call. Yeah. I'll read it. It reads like a classic organized crime shakedown. Shorn of its rambling character and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country. Very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. <laughs> I want you to make... That's where... Again, if you're a conservative, you have no compassion Uh and no sense of humor or irony. Uh So this, of course, would be lost on you. Um, Back to his quote. Um, I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent. Understand? Lots of it. On this and on that. I'm going to put you in touch with my people. Not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with the Attorney General of the United States. My Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. Rudy. You're going to love him. Trust me. You know what I'm asking. And so I'm only going to say this a few more times. In a few more ways. And by the way, don't call me again. I'll call you when you've done what I asked. That is exactly what he's saying. Especially because he wouldn't meet with him. Until he talked to, mm-hmm. to Giuliani and yep. Barr. This is what he's saying. This is literally the call minus like the filler. Yeah. And also the transcript Trump released is damning on his own. It, the White House released it. 
but it's not even the full transcript. It is a summary of a part of the transcript. So like who the yeah. fuck knows what else he said during the whole call? Because, you know, if you read that transcript, that is not a half hour conversation. No, it's, it's a 10, like it's like a 10 minute conversation. If that, if there, even if there was translators, but I, he, the Ukrainian president speaks English. The point was well made. And this is, this is the, this is the call. What Adam Schiff laid out here, it is pretty much the call without the extra shit. Mm-hmm. Little the extra little Adam shit. Yeah. Um, the other thing that conservative media is now latching onto after their pathetic performance on the Sunday shows where they were completely unable to like conjure a talking point out of anything. He basically is now claiming without evidence that Adam Schiff wrote the whistleblower complaint. The reason he's claiming that is because moments before this conference, the Times reported that the whistleblower had approached Schiff's aide for guidance on how to move forward with the complaint. This is new, but it's not necessarily unusual because it is a normal thing that whistleblowers have done because most of the time when you're a whistleblower, you don't know the formal channels to write a complaint. It's like if you're writing something for any sort of legal case, you would consult a lawyer, someone who can guide you through the proper procedure so that you could do it right. Yeah. Okay. So we know that the whistleblower originally tried a different way to make the allegation, but the CIA's general counsel brought the information to the White House, yeah. which he didn't want to happen because he was whistleblowing on the White House. Yeah. So, so he, he brought it to the CIA first and they brought it to the White House. So he was like, fuck. And then it didn't like nothing happened. Exactly. So after that, he went to Schiff's office and to go through the inspector general process, which is another path you could take for whistleblowing. And the whistleblower's lawyers said that Schiff did not help write the complaint. Yeah. It can be more clear. It's plain English. But yeah. again, we've also butchered and, that language throughout this presidency. And the the Trump's own inspector general said it went through the proper channels. It was all above board. Everything was done properly. But they need to they need something to grasp at to undermine it because what are they gonna say? Who are you talking to? You talking mm-hmm. to me? Like is that gonna be the response to everything? Also just to reiterate President, the White House released the transcript that is the impeachable offense. The whistleblower <laughs> complaint, just fucking an extra added, like, layer on top. Do you have any theories about who the whistleblower is? I literally have no idea. I have no idea, but, like, people have suggested things to me from, ranging from, like, Mike Pompeo to Bill Barr. It, is, I'm like, no, this is, like, no. that makes no sense. <laughs> like, no, I doubt it. I, it they're a CIA uh, agent. We know that. Oh, right. It's just some random. Ooh, but we're not supposed to know that. It's definitely like a random guy. But the New York Times let us know, so we can say it here. The Times has been fucking up this whole thing. No one? Yeah, it's bad. But the Washington Post has been carrying it. Mm -hmm. I also think BuzzFeed did a lot of great reporting early in this administration. Yeah, same. Um, I feel like we haven't had a big scoop from them lately, but... I'm sure they're working on something. Yeah. Get on it, guys. Um, Okay, so we have another little piece of the story that informs more of the Ukraine side of things. A few days ago, the inspector general for the State Department, run by Mike Pompeo, the secretary of state, said that he needed to meet with congressional leaders about something urgent. So everyone assumed that this was in response to Pompeo's apparent attempts to intimidate a State Department State Department official out of testifying. But instead, the inspector general, this guy Steve Linick, who was appointed by Trump, gave them a mysterious packet full of unfounded claims and debunked conspiracy theories about the Bidens and the ousted ambassador to Ukraine, Maria Vanovich, who is mentioned on the, tra- on the transcript of the call. 
And so basically, these documents, some of which were folders from Trump's hotels. Oh, my God. Right. Like how fucking stupid. They were are in you? folders from Trump hotels. One apparently, according to one lawmaker, the stack included fo- folders from Trump hotels. Oh, my God. So uh, it also contained notes that Giuliani took during interviews with Ukrainian officials. Like clear, you know, obviously very reliable. I'm sure they said notes. really smart things. Yeah. So they basically were conspiracy theories about the Bidens that had already been debunked. And an attempt to smear the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Maria Yovanovitch, mm-hmm. who the House Dems see as a big witness in all of this because she's someone who was pushed out so because of the over this whole thing. Basically, she was pushed out so that there could be an ambassador who was more favorable to Trump and his interests. Yeah. So should we talk about who she is? Yeah. She was a, a well-respected career diplomat who was with the State Department for 33 years Mm, she was the ambassador to Ukraine before she was recalled. Um, she was told to come home early. Trump worried that she was disloyal. Yeah, she was She was told to come home early in May basically because she wasn't going to play ball with what was going on. Or they assumed that she wouldn't play ball because she was a respected diplomat for 33 years. Um, Not everyone will destroy their own reputation for this stupid orange blob. No. Um, generally, she's accused of Democratic leanings and getting in the way of Rudy Giuliani's attempt to dig up dirt on the Bidens. Um, she also publicly criticized then-prosecutor general Yuri Lutsenko, who was helping Rudy Giuliani look into the Bidens. Um, Lutsenko took over for the other guy that wasn't doing enough to combat corruption, the one that Trump thinks Biden personally had fired to protect his son. Yovanovitch publicly said the new guy wasn't doing enough to combat corruption. Lutsenko also seems to be the main source for Giuliani, um, meeting with potential dirt on the Bidens. Um, He's claimed that she, this prosecutor that basically came in after Biden and other um, European countries had him pressured to be fired. Um, Lutsenko apparently pressured the U.S. to let her go because of this, um, because he gave her a list of do not prosecute lists. I mean, I don't know. She is one of five current or former State Department employees Congress wants to talk to about Trump's Ukraine dealings. In the phone call of the transcript released by Trump, the woman he says, the woman is bad news and the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. She's going to go through some things, kind of trying to say that she's, she's going to be punished. And he referred to her as the woman. Um, Respect. Yeah. Uh, she is noted in the whistleblower complaint and was supposed to talk to Congress yesterday, but will now testify next week. All right. Yeah. So now that, you know, the committees, the congressional committees are get trying to get these people in to testify, mostly in closed tours depositions. Um, today they're actually deposing Kurt Volker. Uh, he was the U S special envoy to Ukraine until he resigned last week after the complaint named him and alleged he connected Rudy Giuliani to Ukrainian officials. He's the first official to testify in the impeachment probe. His job is to help Ukrainian push back against Russian aggression. The complaint says Volker was helping the Ukrainian government navigate Trump's demands. He set up contacts between the incoming Zelensky government and Rudy Giuliani. Members of Congress are likely to ask him what he was facilitating those contacts or why he was facilitating those contacts and what he knew about the held-up military aid and if Trump was using it as leverage to get dirt on his opponents. So this is closed door, but do you think we're going to find out anything? Yes, I think so. I think we'll if find out something. If there's something good. Yeah. I bet you there will be at least one good thing. Yeah, I mean, inevitably we'll find out what happened. I don't know. I, I, everything is coming out. 
You know what I mean? I think there's going to be things coming out for like decades. Yeah. If you want to know the truth. There's, well, it's like it's similar to the oh, the 9-11 probe. Like that was forever. Yeah. Lasted forever. I mean, I think Trump's criminal contacts and criminal actions are so far reaching into so many different things yeah. that they actually start to tie together. Did, did you see that they're, they, they're trying to see if like, so they'll, you know, Trump will be impeached in the house and then it'll go to the Senate for the trial. They're trying to get the Senate to hold um, private votes on impeachment. Well, didn't um, Ben Sass say that if there was a private vote, that 35 Mm-hmm. Senators would vote to yeah. get and him Jeff out of Lake office. Said it too. Yeah, I mean, mm, so w- isn't it kind of fucked up that like senators are not don't feel comfortable voting what um, they actually think? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important to have grassroots candidates like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Elizabeth Warren because they don't have someone like whispering in their ear like. Uh, I just watched Take Back, Knock Down the House again. Yeah. Because it just, I, it just like restored my faith in democracy a little bit. Oh. And she like, she tweeted at, when, remember the whole net neutrality thing? Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz was like, fuck this, basically, in more, not so much more eloquent terms. And she tweeted at him like, th- um, you were paid $36,000 by Comcast to write this tweet. So it's, it, that's why it's important. It didn't even have a hashtag ad on it. <laughs> Call they the FCC. Should. You know, okay, the same way that we have to disclose when we're doing an advertisement for Skinny Pop, they should have to disclose when they're tweeting something mm-hmm. that is relevant to someone who has given them money. Yeah, it's true. And if I were in Congress, that's the legislation I would introduce. That's a really good. That's a good idea. We should, should I WhiteHouse.gov petition? I don't think they give a shit, but <laughs> maybe Elizabeth Warren would. She would love it. I think. Yeah, I could be her advisor. On mm-hmm. like hashtag Spawn ads. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about. Um, there's this crazy story that came out in the New York Times about Trump and his southern border thing. The moot. It's so painful to deal with. Um, the New York Times published a report on Trump's maniacal efforts to totally close down the border and murder migrants attempting to cross it. These efforts also included a moat of alligators along the border. Do you want to read the quote? Sure. Um, according to the Times. This is what they said. This is a direct fucking quote. Privately, the president had often talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes or alligators. Why not both? Prompting aides to seek a cost estimate. He wanted the wall electrified with spikes on top that could pierce human flesh. After publicly suggesting that soldiers shoot migrants if they threw rocks, the president backed off when his staff told them that was illegal. But later in a meeting, aides recalled, he suggested that they just shoot migrants in the legs to slow them down. And that's not allowed either, they told him. <laughs> okay. Does this not... I mean, I, we all know that the president is a six-year-old in an adult obese man's body. Mm-hmm. What the hell? This literally is like, there's going to be... He sounds like he's a child. We're going to have a moat, and there's going to be big dinosaur alligators in there, and there's going to be spikes, and there's going to be chemicals on the spikes so that people will die immediately. He sounds like Cartman, literally. Well, he, is, he like disputed the reporting, and he was like, I never... And he tweeted about it. He said, I never wanted a moot of alligators, which was just funny because he misspelled... Moat. It's a moo point. Um, it's yeah. The point is moot. But however, there is literal audio of him, and he like even said he's like, I never asked for spikes or electrified fences. There's you a did. video of him asking for it. He also released an image of 
a prototype of the wall, which had fucking spikes on it. It zoomed in on the fucking spikes. It's like, <laughs> we're not stupid. Remember when he didn't want the wall to be see-through, but then he was like, they said the wall had to be see-through for security reasons. <laughs> okay, this this quote like is like, to me, none of this is surprising. Like, If I had to make a, a guess at what the president would say about this design of the wall, this would be it, because I know that he's a six-year-old, mm-hmm. but... This says more about like Republicans. Like you're still sticking with this like Richie Rich, never grown up. They did a cost. Psycho. They did a cost estimate for this fucking moat, which is like they were like, oh, this is an idea that we should look into. How much is it going to cost? Who did they even consult for the estimate? Where's the vendor that you're calling to be like? Also, who is that? Per- who is that company? How do you plan to keep water in a moat in a desert? Great point. Like <laughs> think that across the hundreds of miles across the, the Mexican border is hot as fuck. There's like no way that water isn't going to just evaporate and there's going to be dead snakes and alligators just chilling in the moat. Oh my God. Um, well, you know, then the spikes with the chemicals will stop them. I thought it was funny also in the Oval Office when they asked him about, he was talking about the moat and he was like, they said I wanted a moat, whatever that is. <laughs> it's like, do you not know what a moat is? Are you okay. alleging that you don't know what a moat is? No, I think he is alleging that other people would believe that moats are so unknown that he you you could fathom that he might not know what one is. So this info comes from... Lisa Vanderpump has a moat outside her house. I think everyone knows what a moat is. Yeah. This comes info comes from more than a dozen White House and administration officials. He eventually... Oh, he also threatened to totally shut down the 2,000-mile border uh, that would have trapped American tourists in Mexico and melt down each other's country's economies because we trade back and forth all the time over the border. Um, and he backed down, but apparently he fired all the aides who questioned him. <laughs> He's like, you're all fired. <laughs> that is some, like, king. What, what's mad king kind of yeah. shit? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> I've been cursing so much on this podcast. I mean, we're fired up fired up yeah uh should we do one more thing yes okay so wait before we do one more thing mm-hmm. guys while we have you can you please rate review and subscribe while you're at it you're in the app already just give it a little five stars if you think that that's what we deserve and like write us a little note mm-hmm. if you aren't too lazy please it really means so much to us yeah. okay we very much appreciate it keeps me alive um so yes i wouldn't doubt that <laughs> i really get off on um praise praise yeah I think uh, we all do. Yeah. But like, especially. But you know, some criticism actually keeps you humble, which I think then ultimately leads to more praise mm-hmm. because you improve. Oh, that's true. It's important to get like five praises and then like one criticism. Yeah. But then I'll like harp on the criticism for like years. I know. But once you like save. But it's true. It's same. true. I know. That's same. How the, but then that's how you get better. That's how entitled people become president of the United you become, States. You become Trump if you never like dealt with the cr- learned it's from the true. criticism it's true and also right as we were recording um before we get into one more thing trump may have committed another impeachable offense <laughs> like it's uh, impeachable offense christmas yeah so he was he does all these fucking gaggles going to the helicopter anyways he was on his way to the helicopter um and he stopped to talk to reporters when someone a reporter asked him about the ukrainian investigation and biden and then he went into this other diatribe and this is the quote about it the diatribe is about china what, what exactly did you hope Zelensky would do about the Biden after your phone call exactly well i would think that if they were honest about it they'd start a major investigation into the biden 
It's a very simple answer. Uh, they should investigate the Bidens because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at, and by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with, uh, with Ukraine. So I would say that President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Bidens. So he was asked about Ukraine, and then he said China should investigate Joe Biden. China? And his son. Um, there's no public evidence of any of this stuff, uh, just so you all know. Um, but you would think that maybe uh, they wouldn't, that maybe the president wouldn't say something. Well, that's part of the argument I think that he's trying to make. If like, I'd really, like he's saying, if it's so bad, why would I do it in front of everyone? Yeah. I mean, that's all just a distraction. Yep. It's nothing to do with what is illegal or legal. Yeah. So he's basically, let's just clear it, he, clear the air. He is openly asking foreign governments to interfere in our 2020 presidential election against his political rivals. Oh. That's what's happening. Oh, another thing. Putin apparently joked that this was a headline on MSNBC this morning. Mm-hmm. I sent a picture to Amanda. Putin apparently joked that it is highly likely that Russia will attempt to intervene in the 2020 election. They're already trying. I bet you anything they're already doing it. They're, they're, they're doing it now. And that's why it's important to hold Mark Zuckerberg accountable for what Facebook does. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this happens on social media. Mm-hmm. Also on Twitter. But Also, happy Mean Girls Day. Happy Mean Girls Day. All right. Okay. One more thing. So the Hong Kong protests are still happening and they are getting violent. Um, last weekend was the 17th straight weekend of protesting. This started in June over a proposed bill that would have allowed some criminal suspects to be extradited to mainland China, but it evolved into a broader protest to voice concerns over Chinese influence over the semi-autonomous territory, which China will control fully in 2047, which this deal is so weird. Every time we talk about it, I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? Like England had England had control over Hong Kong. They gave it to China. They made it in an autonomous territory, but that had an end date, which is 2047. So it's like, go ahead, form a cultural identity, form like your own like little like lives there. But we're going to take it all away from you in 100 years, 50 or 100 years. I mean, I think it's like another example of how people only think about like their generation and maybe the one after them mm-hmm. because I mean, and that's how you end up with like this climate crisis that we're now in because yeah. people are only like, oh, like we'll just worry about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Who cares about, you know, three generations from now mm-hmm. when they won't be autonomous anymore? But I think that's why they're doing these protests because they're like, OK, this is the time when we may be able it may not come around the opportunity to keep permanent autonomy may not come around again so this is why i think they're protesting so much so and it's students because they're like oh 2047 like i'll probably be here yeah so um earlier this month the hong kong leader carrie lam withdrew the bill but protesters are still demanding more reform because they want their autonomy um over the weekend protesters set fires and threw bricks and petrol bombs and police fired tear gas and water cannons and then on tuesday uh, the police shot an 18-year-old student protester in the chest. It was a hollow point bullet. It narrowly missed his heart and spine, but pierced his lung. Um, so he's going to survive, but it's the first time that they used um, like a live Violence. round against a demonstrator in nearly four months of protests. And now he's being charged, this 
kid who was shot, he's essentially a kid. He was 18 years old student. He is now being charged with rioting. Well, that's what happens when you live in an authoritarian world. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to avoid here. Yeah. And this also comes as China celebrates its 70th anniversary of its ruling Communist Party. And Trump congratulated them. Which is so Even weird. though it's a problem that Bernie Sanders is a socialist. I mean, what, what was he doing? It's so weird. I think it's interesting that Bernie Sanders, given that he's rich, is a declared socialist. Yeah. Although, like, you know what? But you know what? You can have beliefs and money. He's, like, time. rich because he got book deals. He's also, like, how, how much? How rich is he? Like, a couple million? A few million. That's, like, obviously, that's a lot of money. But he's, he's like, railing against, like, 50 million plus, I would think. Right. But like you're if you have many millions, like it's much easier to be like, oh, give up what you have. Um, Telling people to give up. Speaking of Bernie Sanders, his heart. Yeah. So, I mean, another little quick piece of news. Bernie Sanders was um, he had emergency heart surgery and had stents put in Mm -hmm. due to a clogged artery. But I think he is recovering. Yeah. So what do you think? Wish him well. I wish him well, too. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you think it do you think it's going to affect his campaign at all? Um I don't know. Yeah. I think that it wouldn't be crazy if it did. Yeah. Um but I also he's 76, yeah, 78. So, yeah, 76, 78 something like that. I think Biden's 76 and he's 78. Yeah. I mean, that's like not that young. <laughs> That's a, that's a very astute. <laughs> not that. Well, what's crazy is when you Google Bernie Sanders, like the first or second thing that comes up is age. So he's 78 years old. Okay. Joe Biden is 76. You're right. We'll see. I yeah. mean, we'll see. And I, mean, I just think it was interesting how every candidate, like obviously they were all wishing him well. I yeah. wonder if there was some sort of like backhanded like um, intention behind that well wishing to be like, I'll capitalize off of this well-wishing. Yeah. Well, Billy being like, by the way, he's old and he has hard problems. Yeah. I mean, look, you're talking about politicians. They're not really known for being like unstrategic in how they present to the public. So I have a feeling that even I'm sure they do genuinely wish him well. Like they don't want him to die. But they also wouldn't mind if he didn't run and then they could potentially pick up his supporters and his donors. Yeah. So I wonder, um, I wonder if he'll make it to the next debate. I, I think he'll make it to the next debate. Yeah. I mean, I just... He learned, didn't sound great in the last debate. No. I just don't know anything about medical procedures involving hearts or people, literally anything. People can live after something like that. Like, my grandfather had that and then lived, like, 15 to 20 more years. But, like, he had it when he was younger. He wasn't 78. Here's Yeah. Here's the other tea about Bernie Sanders being 78. If he, we, want a pre, we want a president who can serve two terms. Yeah. Like... <sighs> He's going to be 86. No promises. By the end of the second term. That's fucking old. I mean, you can live if you're 86, but like. But, you know, they are saying we are. People are getting older now. People are going to live longer. Lifespans. Lifespans. People are always getting older. You know what I mean? (laughs) People are dying older. Yeah. They're living longer because we're like because we had access to like good antiseptics and medication that we never did have before. Well, women have a longer lifespan than men. <clears throat> Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> but she's also eight years younger than him. So, <laughs> Thank you for mm-hmm. enhancing the point. Yeah. <laughs> so she would be his age now if she lasted two terms. Yeah. Liz, come here. <laughs> come on the podcast. Guys, please keep tweeting at her. Okay. We'll keep tweeting at her. Yeah. All right. Um, that has been the news. Yeah. Sign up for the email. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And just remember, the impeachable offense was asking for them to look into Trump. I mean, that was Trump looking into Biden. Asking, and it was, yes. And it was on the phone call, and he also admitted it in a press conference. Nothing else matters. Exactly. That was the impeachable offense. Yes, that's it. There's yeah. many impeachable offenses, but that's the one we're talking about. Yes. All right. Until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betcha Sub Podcast. Batches.